How do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. I'm here so I won't get fined. It's my quarterback. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Network. I'm your host, Jake Bruyer, and this will be our Week 4 Fantasy Primer. Um, this one will be completely off the cuff because, let's be honest, I'm recording this at 8.30 because I completely forgot I had to do this. However, you're still going to get the same great analysis because this is the 1201 Sports Network. All right, first up, we're going to start off with Denver at the New York Jets. Man, this game is going to be garbage. Um, I'm probably going to try and find any excuse to not watch it, to be honest. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I mean, he'll be... I don't know, man. I, I, I don't feel like you should be starting Melvin Gordon in this game. The New York Jets are kind of decent against the run. That's probably the one strength of their team, and they're weak against the pass. So that means dudes like Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, and even Tim Patrick in a deeper league could be viable this week. You just got to hope they get decent quarterback play. Indianapolis at Chicago is first up for the Sunday slate. Fire up your boy Jonathan Taylor. Chicago is weaker against the run than the pass. So I think JT is viable. The passing game in Indianapolis, maybe not so much. You know, they're spreading the ball around enough that I don't know if there really is a number one option we can really trust until one emerges. Speaking of emergencies, uh, Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears now. We can rejoice finally for fantasy reasons. This means Allen Robinson gets an uptick, and Jimmy Graham becomes a viable tight end. Nick Foles loves his tight ends. We saw that with Jimmy Graham putting up a really big game in Week 3. He should continue to probably post back-end tight end one numbers. Also, because Foles is way less mobile than Trubisky, running back targets could go up too. So that mean that means that Tariq Cohen might actually pay off some of that draft value. New Orleans at Detroit is next, super high over under. That's pretty much a theme of week four and this whole COVID season, really. Teams are scoring a lot more points, and that's no exception for this game. With Michael Thomas most likely coming back, I think Breeze is safe. Um, You know, a high-end QB2, low-end QB1, I wouldn't expect too much from him. But with Michael Thomas coming back, I think he's much safer now. And of course, you're starting Alvin Kamara. Detroit is kind of weaker against the run, though, so Latavius Murray could also be a nice flex option for you this week. For Detroit, New Orleans' defense sucks, so fire up Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and TJ Hawkinson confidently. Arizona at Carolina is next. Here's another game with a huge over-under. Fire up literally everyone for Arizona, especially Kenyon Drake. If he doesn't break out here against Carolina's putrid run defense, he's in trouble and you're likely in trouble too because you probably spent a second-round pick on him. For Carolina, Mike Davis is going to be an RB2 until McCaffrey gets back. I would be patient with DJ Moore, one, because I think he's extremely talented, and two, he's still kind of seeing pretty good volume, but make no questions about it. Like Robbie Anderson might be the number one wide receiver in this offense. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a high-end wide receiver three, back-end wide receiver two every week as long as Teddy Bridgewater keeps feeding him the targets. Jacksonville at Cincinnati is next. I think Gardner could bounce back this week. It should be a higher scoring game. I think a 49 over under. James Robinson is still good. 
he'll be a decent option. Um, DJ Chark, though, he's probably benchable. You know, Jacksonville, Gardner's really spreading the ball around. He's not focusing in on one target like he did last year with Chark. So he's benchable until further notice, until he breaks out again. For Cincinnati, Joe, again, is always going to be a streamer due to his legs, and they're throwing the ball a ton, which because of that, I would fire up A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd extremely confidently. However, be wary of Joe Mixon. Again, I probably don't need to tell you that if you own Joe Mixon. He's been disappointing, and he might not bounce back this week either. He's not getting the passing work. The game script should stay close, so he'll likely see a good 12 to 15 carries this week. But again, without without the passing work, like his upside is completely capped. Dallas at Cleveland is next. Extremely high over-under, and this one might mainly be carried by Dallas. Their offense is amazing. Start everybody. You know, you don't need me to tell you that. On the other side, Baker and Odell Beckham likely see an uptick this week due to the high-scoring game. Plus, like we said, remember, Nick Chubb is the back to is the back to play when Cleveland is favored. They are not favored this week, so this is a Kareem Hunt week. Do not be surprised if Nick, if Nick Chubb disappoints. Minnesota at Houston. This game might not happen, guys. Have backup plans. However, if it does happen, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen are going to be great. And while I don't think Justin Jefferson repeats last week, if he does have that number two spot locked up, look for him to give you really consistent flex numbers. My hot take of the year going into this year for rookies was the fact that I think Justin Jefferson could have led all rookie receivers in fantasy points. If he does lock up that number two spot, he shows you the upside that he can actually give you. For the Houston side, Deshaun Watson, of course, is great. Will Fuller, he's getting peppered with targets, and so is Brandon Cooks. Like Both of those guys are probably wide receiver three guys that you can start confidently, and David Johnson is probably a low-end running back too. Like, you're probably not going to get much better. Seattle at Miami. The entire Seattle Seattle offense is a go. I'm absolutely in love with him. I'm glad Russell Wilson is throwing the ball like he deserves to. However, watch out for Chris Carson's injury status. Miami, it's going to be a shootout. Seattle has given up a tremendous amount of yards, especially to the wide receiver position. That means you can fire up Ryan Fitzmagic, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, and even Miles Gaskin at the running back spot. The Los Angeles Chargers at Tampa Bay. Look, Justin Herbert probably isn't startable for you, but he does give an uptick to the entire offense. That includes Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. And also, Josh Kelly is also seeing really consistent run game work. He's probably a viable low-end flex guy for you every week, really. With Chris Godwin likely out on the other side, though, I mean, Mike Evans and Tom Brady are probably the only ones I would start. Look, Bruce Arians is being really coy about his starting running back, and while that helps for football reasons, the defense doesn't know who to game plan for, it really freaking sucks for fantasy. So if I have Leonard Fournette and or Ronald Jones on my team, I'm probably not starting either one until really one of them gets hurt and there's more clarity. Pittsburgh at Tennessee is next. Again, this game also might not happen, so have backup plans. If it does happen, Big Ben, James Conner, Juju, they're all startable. Keep an eye on Deontay Johnson's concussion. 
you know, if this game does get played on a Monday or Tuesday because of it being pushed back, that only helps Deontay Johnson hopefully get out of the concussion protocol. For Tennessee, Derrick Henry and Janu are really good to start, uh, but I would temper expectations on that entire offense due to Pittsburgh's amazing defense. Baltimore at Washington is next. Baltimore is my streaming defense of the week this week. It's, they, have, they are a huge favorite in this game. I would start all of my Ravens confidently. Again, you're not going to see a game script like you saw Monday here or probably anywhere in the near future. They're not going to run into Kansas City every week. So I would definitely start my Ravens confidently. And on the other side, man, Washington sucks, like straight up. <laughs> However, Terry McLaurin doesn't. I would start him. Speaking of teams that suck, we've got the New York Giants at the LA Rams. If you can't get Baltimore as your streaming defense, go with LA because, again, they are huge favorites in this game. For the Giants, Golden Tate and Darius Slayton are the only players I would think of starting due to the massive hole that New York is going to have to climb out of. Again, with Sterling Shepard out right now, those two are really being the beneficiaries of this offense. On the other side, for the LA Rams, Daryl Henderson has. He's the lead back now, guys, and he's an RB2. He will be consistently with Sean McVay lighting stuff up for him. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are likely both wide receiver two to threes. They've seen the same amount of targets through three weeks, and they're both seeing plenty of volume. And Tyler Higby is probably a fine option at tight end two. I think Goff can be started this week, but be wary of how the game script can go because LA will be such a big favorite. Next up, we have New England at Kansas City. Literally start everyone. There's there's no reason to hold you any longer on this game. Start everyone. Buffalo at Las Vegas. Josh Allen is playing out of his mind right now. They're playing so many four wide receiver sets, it's not even funny. They probably have the same amount of four wide receiver sets as the entire league combined. That's how much they're spreading the ball around. That's how much they're spreading the defenses out. And Josh Allen is feasting because of it. At running back, as long as Zach Moss is out, Devin Singletary is easily an RB2 every week with this high-powered offense, and Diggs is going to be a wide receiver 2 too. After that, though, Cole Beasley and John Brown likely cannibalize each other. There's, There's no likely way to point out which one you can start each week. Las Vegas will be without two of their top wide receivers with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards likely both missing this game. Darren Waller is going to get all the targets again, kind of like he did against New Orleans. And that Josh Jacobs kid is pretty good too. Sunday night football. God, it's going to suck, dude. Like they're going to give us an awful Thursday night game, an awful uh, Sunday night game. I guess, I guess that's the cost of having two good Monday night games in a row, but whatever. Philly at San Francisco. I mean, I guess you can start Miles Sanders, but Wentz is playing so doo-doo that Miles Sanders' upside is extremely capped. That doesn't go for Zach Ertz, though. He's a high-end tight end one. Kind of says more about the position than Zach Ertz, especially being, I think, in his early 30s now. But Goddard is out, so he's getting funneled targets. And Greg Ward is, too. Like, he, he he came on the scene last year when pretty much everyone was hurt. And he, I think he saw double-digit targets last week. Watch out for him as maybe a low-end flex guy. On the San Francisco side, man, Brandon Ayuk, their first-round rookie, seems to be the number one option. But George Kittle could be coming back this week. Hopefully he does. Both are probably startable. 
And also in his backfield, it seems to me that Jarek McKinnon is the lead back. You know, he saw five targets last week, had most of the carries. Um, Jeff Wilson really stepped in in garbage time. So Jarek McKinnon will be the the lead back here. Shout out to T. Pring. He was just maybe a year or two too early on the Jarek McKinnon breakout. And to close us out, guys, we got Monday Night Football, Atlanta at Green Bay. Atlanta's probably going to go up 31 to nothing in the first half, and Aaron Rodgers will win 45-31. I mean, that's pretty much how this game is going to go. Everybody's getting points. The over-under is a 58. Literally start everyone that's healthy in this game. And that's going to do it, guys. Uh, go ahead, like, share, subscribe, social media, give us a five-star review, all of that good stuff. Um, whatever you find in the bottom of your heart, whatever kindness you can give us, we would greatly appreciate it. Again, you have no idea how much that helps us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all of our shows. Tune in again. We got a great five week, five day a week lineup. You're getting nonstop content. 1201 sports network. We on the rise, baby. Hop on the bandwagon while you can. And just remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right.